What's the deal, people? It's your boy, the one and only, your host that do the most, Mr. Viral himself, aka the villain, because they hate me for my opinion. I want to welcome y'all back to another episode of the Viral Way Podcast. Make sure you share, like, subscribe to the channel, uh, comment on the content, because the more interaction we get, the bigger the platform going to get. The bigger the platform get, the more exclusives y'all going to get. As always, got my co-host here with me. Yeah, Young Messiah. We got the young Messiah in the building. You feel me? Got a couple guests with me. Who we got over here to the right? Oh, you know, it's show, baby. You know what I'm saying? Man with the plan, brother. Who we got over here? Brandon. Just regular old Brandon. Oh, you got you got to let them know about your channel, bro. Oh, I have a channel. It's called uh, Pan-Africanism Strikes Back. Uh, it's a bunch of weirdos on there talking about <laughs> who was here first, <laughs> according to uh, Mr. Uh, Viral here. Uh, not nothing that any of you would be interested in. Oh. Shout out, shout out the branded channel, man. Make sure y'all go subscribe. Uh-huh. Uh, today, I got a real deep topic I want to discuss that I feel nice. like isn't discussed enough. It's kind of taboo and almost looked down on uh, in the world today, especially being a man, a black man at that. Uh, we want to talk about men's mental health. Uh, this is a topic that hit close home, hit close to home to me last year. As a couple people that I that I knew just through passing um, succumbed to suicide, and actually one of my closest friends took himself out by suicide. So it's something that hit me like a ton of bricks. Where I spent most of my life ignoring it, just thinking, you know, you a man, just suck it up. It is what it is. But I'm seeing it becoming more prevalent, especially in the younger crowds, because it used to just be like old. You should just hear about older guys, like, okay, older guy lost his family or older guy lost his job. But now it's, it's young guys before they even start their life is taking their life. Kids uh, as young as up to kindergarten, I'm seeing, taking their life. So this is becoming a huge problem, and I think uh, we need to address it. Uh, how you guys feel about that? Um, oh, um, Brandon, how, 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 you, how you feel about mental health in, in the male community, specifically the, the black male <clears throat> community? Because I feel like we, we damn near got a double jeopardy. Um... In the black community, I feel like mental health is a very like dubious topic because there's a lot that we can attribute to just our circumstances here in America, um, going through like 450 years of slavery, different traumas associated with just being a um, a marginalized group in a country dominated by other groups of people. And the way we came to America, that's very unique. Most people who are here that are not white uh or Native American, they came voluntarily. We were brought here, right, to work. Uh, There's a lot that can be attributed to that, but then there's a lot that I feel can be attributed to, you know, personal choices that we make, um, the way we choose to live our lives, and and just, like, the the things that we choose to use as as justification for our behaviors that I believe a lot of us could... um, Remedy just with better, more sound decision making. Okay, okay, and and before we continue on, excuse me, not to interrupt everything. I do gotta get a, a brief moment of silence for my boy Murph Edward Murphy, aka um, Baby Two Three. If you you from Long Beach, you know who he is. Uh, that was the friend I was talking about who unfortunately took his own life due to mental health issues that we had no idea about because when I spoke with him, just. Uh, literally like a day or two before it happened, he told me everything was great. He was uh, just met a, a new girl. They was getting serious. He was moving in, moved to Vegas, just had got a new job. 
everything sounded great on the outside, but apparently he has some demons that he'd been fighting for a while and and it uh took him under. So just you know, brief moment of silence, real quick. Yeah, rest in peace, my nigga Murph. Rest in peace, Murph. Rest in peace. Rest in peace. Um, I'm gonna say, uh, I'm glad you're doing this topic. Um, I feel like we don't talk about it as much. Um, I do believe since we're like millennials, we're like the last of that old school as far as um the old code and what the new generation is doing. I think we can bridge the gap as far as bringing some of the old school into the newer generation. Um, I'm gonna put some, I'm gonna say it's pressure. I'm going to say it's religion because I know growing up in my household, there was no positive male role model in my house to look up to. Everybody I look up to was typically negative. Um, and if it was a problem, typically I heard pray away or pray or something along those lines, whether it was Allah, Jesus, whatever the case may be. There was really no worldly information or no one I can feel like I can talk to when I was going through something. It was kind of like pray or smoke or drink. Or take your frustrations out on the ops. Straight up. There was no way for me to vent or express my frustrations on anything what was going on with me growing up. Um, sports helped. But as far as like, I'm glad social media wasn't around because I can tell it would have been a lot more vicious than it is now. Because growing up back then, I think it was a lot more rough. And we would record anything what was going on back then what we were going through. They would probably think we were some wild animals. Like the people think, you know what I'm saying? The way we was going through. So not having an outlet, not having nobody to like talk to or vent to or anything like that. We didn't have none of that growing up. So it was a lot of pressure as far as dealing with mental things. And honestly, it was a stigmatism. If you were black, I don't know about y'all household, but in my household, if you were black and you had therapy or you went through any type of problems where it's a therapist or something along those lines, you was crazy or you was privileged. It wasn't like considered normal to get mental health or check up on your mental. It was more so, oh, you'll be all right. Pray for it. Anything like, like people didn't talk about it. It was just like, you deal with it. You either drink it, you smoke your problems away, or you handle it out in different ways. I think mental health is real, but at the same time, I think it comes from learning how to deal with that because life going to do what it do to you regardless. So you could say it's a mental health problem, or you could just say it's not a controlling your mind problem. Then a lot of people don't have no type of emotional intelligence. So if you don't have no emotional intelligence, as your emotions is building up, it's letting you know how you're thinking. And the more you're thinking, the stronger them thoughts is becoming. And the stronger them thoughts is becoming is creating your reality. So eventually you act out on them thoughts that you just let build up. Instead of being like, okay, I can change my mind to something like this. Or you can find a way to cope to keep your mind off of it. But I just think a lot of knowledge of not having it, I don't know what's going on nowadays because it's way worse anyway, like you said. I just think the mind's just getting weaker. And I think this is just, it's, it's, it's way deeper than just thinking it's just mental health though. But even then you learn to deal with stuff differently. Like you said, growing up, you don't, you don't speak on certain things. You don't speak on how you feel a lot. You don't do that type of stuff. You show, you show that through your actions. And I think being programmed that way might be a little different, but at the same time, depending on your environment, that could be the key to your survival or not. Not speaking your mind so much, not being looked as weak or whatever the case yeah. is in certain communities. Now, just the average civilian, they might can go to therapy and get all that. But I still don't think therapy is going to be the reason that stop you from thinking how you're thinking until you learn to control that shit yourself. Uh, that's how I look at it. Yeah, that that's... Um, I think you hit it on the head. 
with the environment thing because according to the World Health Organization, males die by suicide at two times the rate of females and in high income countries where you know uh, making money is pretty much sink or swim for men, uh, they got the highest suicide rates amongst males there. So I think it's a connection with that too, with, as far as the environment goes. And in the U.S., males make up 80% of all suicide deaths. So that's damn near 100% is, yeah. is, is men taking themselves out. Right. And I think that a lot of that is tied into um, to society too. Because men, since we was born, you told you ain't shit until you become the shit. Yep. So if you don't become shit, your whole life you go through being told by the world, being told by women. And some cases, especially in our community, your parents telling you you ain't shit. There's a lot of kids that grew up, parents, teachers, everybody telling them they ain't shit. So you go through your whole life feeling like you ain't shit. I mean, that is enough to to, to drive a motherfucker crazy. And as far as... um. I just lost my train of thought. Hold on. This shit just froze on me. Oh, here it is. All right. In uh, recent years, uh, the, the, the depression rate, according to the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention, is up by 6 million percent. Damn. <laughs> I don't even know how that's possible, but yeah, that's that's pretty insane. And this is just within the last 20 years. So like you say, when social media came into play, we've seen a an instant rise in the suicide rates because now you just go from seeing what's going on on your block, what's going on in your neighborhood. Now you're seeing what's going on in the world. So you might've grew up underprivileged, but it looked like the norm because everybody around you underprivileged. But now I jump on Instagram. This thing got a Ferrari. This thing got a Lambo. This, yep. you know what I'm saying? Now you compare, you up, comparing, comparing your life. life and comparison is the killer of all joy. So I think that plays a, a big role in the suicide rates. How y'all feel about social media? You think it's good, bad? Um, <clears throat> I think social media, like you said, just gives people an unprecedented level of access to, to information, right? You see more than you would have ever seen in the past. You know more, you learn more, you're able to get a glimpse of people's lives. And you're also at the mercy of people who create fake realities mm-hmm. and they sell that to you. I don't think suicide is probably even any higher or any lower than it has been in the past. I just believe that we find out we're we're now in a position where we actually can find out about it, right? You, you can, can find get out on, about suicide, though. W- what I mean is, you when you far as you can somewhere else. you can you can Google how many people committed suicide in the United States last year. Back in 1945, it you there was no way yeah. you were going to know that unless you really. Or like a statistician or something, unless you work for the government. And even then, you wouldn't know all about it. But now, everything, this information is at the tip of your fingers. So, it seems like something is more prevalent. Something is happening at a higher rate. But in reality, we don't know how many people were. Think of the Great Depression. How many people committed suicide during those like 10 years? It could be 10 times more than who committed suicide in the last 10 years. But we wouldn't know because we didn't have access to that information. See, speaking on that, uh, I kind of feel you on that. But then, it, but then again, just even going by word of mouth, I don't ever remember ever in my lifetime hearing about a kindergartner saying, "Hey, I don't want to live no more," yeah. right? Or, or, or a third grader 
that hung themselves. Like, you know what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. we came up in the era where bullying was real bullying. You was yep. getting physically bullied. Now, when, kids are getting bullied online and, and they're killing themselves. Yeah. You when know I, what I'm saying? Just from words. So, no, when I, I was a kid, that. when I was younger, I knew a lady, she from Long Beach, I ain't going to say her name. Her son, he hung himself. He was only eight years old. I remember that. You can't get the only exception to it. No, so. what I'm saying is, we, that, well, what he's doing, he's giving an anecdotal example as well. I've never heard of that. So I'm giving an anecdotal example of I have. And what I'm saying is with the internet, we're able to go get factual evidence, stats of what's going on. That's what, in my opinion, makes things, that, that impacts our reality. That impacts the way we perceive certain things. Not saying you're right or wrong. I'm just saying it's like the more ignorance is bliss. The more you know, the more the burden of knowing is on you. And I think that uh, in itself plays a role in the in the depression that we experience. Because if you just didn't know, if all you did was live on an island and have sex and eat uh, clams out of the shell all damn day. You don't know what a Lamborghini <laughs> is. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's what I mean. You compare it. You, yeah. you, you compare but it. But now you got that little screen in your pocket. Exactly. With advertising and shit, and it's impacting your whole reality. Yeah. I feel. I feel like uh, the way the world is headed is like we we got to put a. I ain't gonna say a stop to it, but we need to change where it's headed, or we gonna see a lot more of this because now. We in a world where being a man is damn near frowned upon. Like a man being a man is damn near frowned upon. Anytime a man exercises any type of historically, uh, what would be labeled as being a man, strong, powerful, or or whatever the case, you're toxic. You're male chauvinist. You're narcissistic. It's just Mm -hmm. like all these shame tactics and you just being a man. And I feel like they're trying to, they're trying to eliminate the role of like the masculine man because feminine men are easy to control but at the same time it's fucking with the psyche of a man because you weren't you weren't meant to you weren't meant to live that way you gotta realize back in the days people was they was going to war at 18 you got 18 before that because <laughs> <a> life <laughs> basically like you resisting your nature yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. and in yeah. foreign countries what you 13 they like hey we finna go kill a lion let's go you, but you shit you know back in like world, world war ii and all that was popping people was you know i had a grandfather was in it he uh lied and said that he was 18. So he was like probably like 15, 16. You know just what I'm saying? Just to get in it. Just My to get in it. Just to feel thing. like yeah, a man. You know what I'm saying? So nah, they, when they did that so they could get that paycheck. Well, <laughs> no, but again, I mean, it don't got, matter, but they was in it. They was willing to risk it. Exactly. Yeah. But again, yeah. a paycheck yeah. kind of goes back to what's going on right now. And the question was, you said about social media. I do believe social media is a good thing as far as information coming quick. As far as anything happening right now in the world, I love it for that aspect as far as What's going on in China or like the war between Russia and Ukraine? Like when it happened, you know, you find out on social media, you don't have to really watch the news or read a newspaper. But when it's come to personal things, I do believe like Messiah just said, you kind of got to be within secure within yourself. You can't compare your life to someone else because I do believe happiness is subjective. Um, Somebody could be happy making $100,000 if they're a single man living in L.A., But if you got multiple kids, multiple baby mamas, or whatever the case may be, that ain't going to be enough. Your happiness is going to be limited because you still got to pay this child support. You got to do this and that. So it becomes subjective because while you on social media looking at other people on vacation doing this and that, you still got to provide for your household, take care of yourself, still go to work or run a career, whatever the case may be. And you looking through this little screen in your pocket and it's just like, damn, it's like a reminder that my life sucks compared to 
let's just say Mr. Viral on vacation living his best life. You get what I'm saying? <laughs> that's nope, all nope. That's all facts. I agree with that too. But I think just with the kids aspect, why we never heard of that, social media replaced them actually being social outside. Oh, yeah. That's you don't a see big kids, fact. You don't yes. see big kids fact. outside. Playing football we in the middle street. The most we thought about is only because we came in the house, we had video games to play. And that's only because we were still hyped up from being yep, outside. outside. But if we had the choice, we'd have still been outside. outside. Not thinking about nothing. Not sitting in You're the room. Right. They, they, you, they, them kids are sitting in there idle with their brains on the phone all day just doing this. <laughs> TikTok, you know all that I mean? other. Yeah. You know, how much, right. you know how much that's tearing up their minds and still getting programmed at the same time? You're right. Because it's releasing too much of their, what is it, dopamines Dopamine. and all that in their in they mind that they're not supposed to be getting at that age already. So now they having these thoughts, like you said, now they're going to compare themselves to everything, to every kid in school, to every vacation Facts. they see. And this is hours on hours, you know what I mean? So yeah. I believe that's a big part why social media should be restricted for kids that age, unless it's controlled or something. Like they're using this to get somewhere. Are you acting already? I believe you, also, too, with doing? kids, parents should be able to... Um, have to control their social media. So if you have a kid yeah, and they want to get it, you have to like, your parent have to sign on for you, like how to face recognition for a phone. I feel like a parent has to basically patrol it so so many times, so many hours throughout the day. If you're on there longer than an hour, go get your Fact. parents. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because it's like yeah. like screen time. Like, hey, you got too much screen time on this. Do you want do you want your child to continue to it? Go ask your parents. Right. Steal your idea. Wow, damn. I didn't think <laughs> no, about that. I mean, they already have nah, that type of technology. They probably do, but yeah, how many parents do. is using they that? Do. Some parents don't even that. know that they can block their kids' internet and do certain things. They yeah. still well, just getting on there. But now it's power. We gotta talk. That's oh, why yeah. we gotta Hold talk. On, let me correct the stat I read earlier. I, I read this shit wrong, reading hella fast. I know they're gonna kill me in the comments. Like, nigga, they ain't they hate you, man. They hate you for your opinion. According to the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention, men are four times more likely to die by by suicide than women, and more than six million men in the U.S. reported feeling uh, depressed from 18 to whatever. So it's uh, how many uh, million men? Six million of them are saying they're depressed, and more than 50% feel like they have nobody to talk to. Uh, according to this poll, they say uh, over 15% of, of men are reported of of not having any close friends at all. So you got 15% of guys that don't even have a best friend to talk to, don't have a brother they feel they could talk to, don't have a cousin they feel they could talk to. It's just everything is bottled up. Not to mention you're frowned upon even talking about your problems anyway as a man. It's just like, hey, you got to suck it up. Because how, how many of y'all was, like you said, told to go to therapy or... As a kid, like, who, nah. who did you ever talk to about your problem? Only, uh, and I'm going to just keep it, not saying it was a good thing, but when I got in trouble, I was forced to go through um, anger management. I was in the impact program, went to camp and all that stuff. Unfortunately, it took me to act out in an angry way for them to have someone to talk to. But it wasn't like something positive, like, man, this kid may be going through something, you know what I'm saying? At home, something could be bothering him. It took me to- Get violent or something. Get violent. Yeah. It, it took-, it took so long story short, my teacher, my teacher said something to me that made me react at a young age. She said something that it was something where I think I didn't have my mom sign like a homework assignment. And my oldest sister was sick before she passed away. And I was like, and I forced a signature and I was like, hey, I actually did the work. My mom just worked so early in the morning. I forgot to ask her to sign it. And then she said, your mother's too busy to sign your homework. She is no woman should be that should no woman be that busy for her child. And she didn't know my oldest sister was really, really sick, like bed rest sick. And what goes on in this house stays in the house. That was what was going on with my mother. That's what my mother told us to say. 
So I couldn't even explain to my teacher what was going on. So when she said that, it made me snap because it was so much bottled up that I flipped out on the teacher. And then she wanted to press charges and all that. Long story short, but they made me go to these programs to see what was really going on with me because I had so much anger built up at that age. So you was exposed to therapy at a young age. Not by my choice, but not it, by choice. Just yeah, by because force. I, I, it was that, or basically go to jail. I, I have to go through all these little. Pro- it was like the impact program. I have to have a counselor and all that because how I did it. It was such a violent reaction. And I did it in front of other people, and she said she felt threatened by me in like an eighth grade, like seventh or eighth grade. Damn, she felt deep, threatened by me. Yes, you get what I'm saying? Because me personally, I don't feel like therapy helps men. Like mm-hmm. I'm not against it if you feel like you need to go vent. But yeah. for me, I feel like as a man. You got to have a purpose. I feel like that's the cause of a lot of these suicides. There's a lot of men out here living with no purpose. Like I said, as a man, the world makes you feel useless if you don't have things, if you don't have resources, if you don't have money, if you're not providing, you just kind of feel like you're just existing. So I, I feel like if you got a purpose, something to live for, something to strive for, you got goals, it's something you, you're working towards every day, that'll keep your mind from, from wandering in them deep realms. Because if, if you got a wife at home, you work in a regular nine to five, you know what I'm saying? The average guy making like 40,000 and she on Instagram scrolling, looking at, oh, this celebrity getting a Birkin bag. Oh, damn, this celebrity just got a Lambo truck. This celebrity got that. And you doing everything you can possibly to give her the best life possible. But you know, in the back of your mind, you're never, ever going to be able to provide that for her. That'll fuck with you mentally as a man, because you want to provide the best you can for your family. But I, I think with a lot of men who... They don't have no goals past just that $40,000 job. Like, that's it. That's enough to drive them crazy, too. Well, at that point, then, you got to be secure within yourself as a man. And if she feels like what the celebrities is doing, then that's the wrong woman for you, period. Then you got to be secure enough. Like, well, if you think that's what love and happiness is, is buying materialistic type shit, then young lady, go figure it out on your own. Because at the end of the day, that's not realistic. She has to understand it's a teamwork. If you want to get it, then we can work towards trying to get you nice things. But at the end of the day, that's not real life. Again, that's social media. That shit is not realistic of as far as buying or this and that. That shit is not real love. That's being a trick, basically. Love is being there for you when your times is low, when you got to have somebody have your back. It's other things. It's the love language, man. It's affirmation, physical touch. It's gift giving is one of them, but it's not the same thing. If that's all she care about is gift giving, then that's the wrong love language for you to be dealing with. That's not the person you need to be with. Straight up. Brandon, how, how you feel about um, as far as like societal pressures, especially coming from women on men? Because I feel like, especially today, it always drives back to social media for whatever reason. It, it's like... Um, the lifestyles that people are, are are wanting to live now, specifically women, is kind of, I feel like it's a little delusional and it's putting an immense amount of pressure on men to be every man they want to be a damn near a millionaire. Even though you might be the fucking trash guy, you might work at the... Hey, trash men make good money. I don't know now personally. No, but I they make so. good they money, make truck, money, especially when they truck break down. No, look, I only use that as an example because yeah. these are these are careers that they that make the them. world go round, but they're yeah. looked down upon like uh, yeah. like like um, let me see, a plumber, yep. construction worker, welder, welder. Women don't look at that and Auto go, mechanic, oh, husband. Yep. They like I said, they're looking at social media, and that's what they want. So if you the guy that's the truck driver or the construction worker, how how does do you feel like that affects your mental when your woman is like 
in the back of her mind, she see you being this celebrity guy, but you you like, bitch, I'm a fucking welder. I make good money, but damn, I can't give you that. Well, it's the best I can do. Well, the first thing we have to understand is that women don't know what they want. Yeah. Women can nag to a dude who a millionaire. Women nag to a dude who got no money. Women will leave a millionaire for a dude with no money. Like, I've seen <laughs> no, that that's happen. That's a mistake then on no, her behalf. No, but this is, this is the nature of women. We all saw the movie Casino. Oh, Look, yeah. Great classic. Movie. The thing about women and men, first thing what men have to understand is we're living in a world with unprecedented complexity and competition, right? Yeah. So from birth, you have to have a standard when it comes to being a man. And because a lot of us grew up in homes with our fathers, we didn't have a male figure to set a standard for mm -hmm. us that we basically have like to achieve to just reach the basic level of existence for somebody in our in our family. Um, so when you don't have that, you have a tendency to set your bar low. You were you grow you grew up in a house full of women like I did, seven women to to two men. Well, you're 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 able to do everything they're able to do faster and probably more efficiently than they're able to do it, right? What is it for a man to I remember my mom used to have a hard time hauling the vacuum cleaner up the stairs to vacuum the stairs. By the time I was 12 years old, I could freaking grab that vacuum cleaner in one arm, lift it off the ground, and <laughs> hit up the stairs with one hand. My mom was, like, struggling to lift that up. So we set the bar low. We're not comparing ourselves to, like, other men. We're comparing ourselves to, yeah. like, women, right? So when you get in the world and you, like, know there's other guys they can, like— bounce basketballs better than us, jump higher, run faster. Now reality hits you and you got two choices. You can either fade into the darkness and crumble or you can rise to the occasion and start competing, right? So when it comes, getting back to the point, when it comes to women, women ultimately want a man who can teach them things. That's what I've learned in 15 yeah. years of marriage. Women want a man who can enrich them in some way, yep. right? It don't matter if you're rich or you're poor. There's guys who are very knowledgeable. We have friends who are very knowledgeable, don't work at all. They woman, women take care of them. But if that man is teaching that woman something she didn't know every day, every two days, man, she love him. Oh, my bad. He is so smart. And that's enough for them. Just giving them something that they feel like they don't have. So when it comes to being a man, you just have to understand that you have to constantly be bettering yourself. And you can't do it because you're trying to compete with other people. You can't do it for the sake of being, you know, competitive or outdoing somebody else. You have to do it for you. One thing about the people who struggle with mental health, you'll notice they get locked in a certain mindset, like in a certain place in their mind, right? It's like somebody who had that one failed relationship. I have a friend. He always talks about his ex. Well, his ex was 10 years ago. Why are you still talking about that relationship from 10 years ago and that's preventing you from pursuing new relationships? So most people who really struggle with mental health, they kind of focus in on something and usually it's something negative and they don't have the power to, to bring themselves out of that. They're but stuck, that comes with constantly pursuing self-improvement, self-enrichment, read books like you, you work out. This is like you might go in the gym at one time when you was younger and say, man, I want to get stronger. I want to go from one, what was you benching, 110, 120? Hell no. Nah. Hey, look, I was in the 300-pound club <laughs> I was high just messing school. with you. I, that was a joke. <laughs> but you might want to go from benching 250 to 300. 
Now you've set a goal for yourself. Yeah. I promise you, if you do the research, I guarantee you a guy who's lifting 250 and sets a goal to hit 350 is a thousand times less likely to kill himself than a guy who don't even go to the gym at all. That's what I because mean. Because he's not setting nothing for himself. He's not trying to enrich himself. And it might just be as simple as picking up a book. I might have a book over there, uh, how to how to uh, become a rain dent maker. How many people with tennis man you think that's going to pick up a book? That's going to sit there for however long and start reading books? Just hey, in society right now that you know, like you think. Listen, if they want to improve themselves, they'll pick it up. That's why people are watching YouTube because YouTube is what a how-to site. Yeah, self improvement. It's like audio book. Do you know people yeah. are on this? Billions of people are watching this shit every day. Every why? Because everybody, well, the majority of people, they're trying to figure out how to make themselves a little bit better, little mm -hmm. by little. I hear what y'all saying, but the whole point was why we got on this is because we've been seeing more of the unnorm. We've been seeing more of the mindsets of people wanting to kill themselves. So, of course, you're giving all the steps right now. This is what I'm saying. But what do they got to do to get to that point? Like, what do they do when they're in that worst moment? Do you think they're just going to be in that worst moment with them thoughts and think, stop thinking them thoughts and pick up something to read is what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Or stop and just do whatever, like, to get to... How you, how do they shake up out of that? Is what I'm getting to, like, as far as, okay, these are steps, like you said, working out every day or doing certain things, but you got to live that then every day. That got to be a, become a part of you. Mm -hmm. versus somebody that's just in their mind wrestling whatever with their lifestyle or whatever their life at in that moment and it's building up building up to the point where I don't even know how they get to that point so you just yeah. fuck it you finna blow well, a fuse <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. You but, yeah. I, I, so that was actually good so you kinda gotta at that point you gotta kinda like check your nuts at that point as a man um, Michael Jordan had become Michael Jordan overnight you know what I'm saying? And I'm just using him because we all know he didn't make the high school basketball team. But yeah. he continued to work on himself when no one was looking. And I do believe it, you don't necessarily have to read a book or anything like that, but just try to do self-improvement every day. So if you want to make more money, how can you try to get a promotion at your job or try to get a better job? Um, if you want to get a woman that loves you, like my, like my nigga Mr. Viral and you, y'all work out a lot. I mean, I go to the gym periodically. I can bust down and all that shit, but get your physique better. Do things to improve where the universe will, will be attracted to you. You can be the flame and let the world be your moth. I believe step by step, whether it's your career, your family, yourself, your mental, read, do anything that's enlightened. But it's not going to happen overnight. It's not a microwave. You can't put it in there and it's going to happen quick. You got to do it step by step and then just track your progress from, let's just say, two months from now. Hey, did I make a little more money? Did I get in better shape? Whether it's a lost weight or gain muscle, or did I get, did I read a book for self-improvement? How do I deal with my emotions when I'm feeling anxiety or something like that? Do I have someone to talk to? Do I have a, a circle of people who I can feel like I can speak with? And if not, how can you go out and reach that circle that I can help improve myself whenever I'm having that anxiety or mental breakdown? So I do believe it's like baby steps. You got to crawl before you walk and then walk, then you can run and sprint and then, you know what I'm saying, run that marathon. So it's the things you got to do when people are not looking to improve yourself. Let, let me let me let me respond to your what you said. The thing is, we got to do something that's very cliche at this point, but it's called you got to turn losses into lessons. A lot yeah. of the best information you're going to get is going to come from an unsuspected place, right? Unexpected place. What we're doing now is the result of someone losing someone, right? Yeah. But because you lost someone, now you're doing something that could have a major impact on somebody else. 
this is not your usual content. But there's probably someone who watches your usual content who will watch this and learn something or realize something that they did not realize and they could be going through something. Now they know, hey, there's resources. There may be more suicides than ever, but I guarantee you there's more men on the internet talking about suicide than ever now, right? Why? Because what we're losing is basically creating opportunities and resources that we can benefit from because that's how society is. You find a need and you feel it. You hear about somebody committing suicide or something like that. You like, yo, let's talk about it. You talk about that. It might spark, spark you to do something that focuses on, you know, suicide prevention, or it might spark. So how do you think the suicide hotline got prevented? Somebody has knew somebody who killed themselves. I believe believe you got to give money. I believe that. <laughs> that's nah, a, that's a big say give fact. money? No, get money. And, oh, get and money. you can get give money. give you can give too. Some people like to give. Giving might might make you feel Blessings, a little better. You know what I'm saying? But if you got that, but I believe people that get money, I didn't have all my moments where if I didn't pass on something, had a little money, been down on my ass, or been doing what I thought was good, probably wasn't good. But when you have money, them them thoughts that was the worst thoughts never came to my mind. You know what I mean? Right. Versus somebody that's without it. I can't say besides natural causes and other different things, but I believe if somebody getting money, it'll, it'll prevent a lot of different things. But what about the guy? Uh, what's his name? Andrew Bourdain? That guy, uh, Parts Unknown? The, the, the guy who should travel around the world and eat food and all that? Man, he had the best he job He was multiple in the millionaire. Who, best job. That, he had the best job Anthony in the world. What's his name? Anthony Bourdain. Anthony Bourdain. Sorry. Yeah, Anthony Look, Bourdain. I'm black. Hey, hey, the guy twit, the, 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 the LNS DJ, he oh, just yeah. killed himself. I yeah. mean, but even... But Bourdain was on another level. Now he had that the best guy literally just. I want his job, listen. <laughs> this man had the life people dream about. Oh God, millions of dollars. He was. He actually did jujitsu too. That's how I found out about him. That guy took himself out. Well, that, Robin, that, that, that goes within. Like, but yeah, no. But that, that goes back, go back, go back to, to what you said earlier. If he, that's still not a purpose for him. That's like you just jumping, going spot to spot, visiting everywhere. <laughs> but he still, he still not. That's still not a purpose for him. Okay, I'm doing what I'm doing, but it's not. Self fulfilling. He still probably felt empty. But he had the regardless. money to do anything. Yeah, yeah he but wanted. see, yeah. This, but did this? this oh, no, go, ahead. go ahead. Now, did this? What I, what I, I kind of like um, trying to emphasize is people don't really realize how hard life as a man is. You got to realize most guys are invisible to the world. If you don't, if you don't make yourself valuable, you damn near don't exist. Most men walk in the club, women never see them, ever. Get that you, VIP section, though. You get that VIP, <laughs> right. That's what I'm saying. Only what they say, only uh, 60% of guys, period, have kids. So you got 40%, almost half of males, of the male population, period, will never have a kid. Where on the flip side, 80% of women have kids. It's like, if a woman don't want a kid, it's because she don't want one. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But a man, it's, it's kind of like, it, it, it's it, it's... If you're not valuable, if you're not looked at as anything of value, the world don't give a fuck about you. A homeless woman, they they got homeless thousands and of women fucking, and children, bro. They, they got about. hundreds of programs, bro. The mm-hmm. government would damn near put you in a place. If you a man living under a bridge, you're going to die under that bridge yep. if you don't pull yourself up by the bootstrap. For so, But what you're going to, re- what we got to realize, and I, I think this is what we neglect, all this stuff is just programming. How are you programmed and how you respond to that program? You say most men are invisible to women. I say no, there I say are to men the world. Who, there are, to the world. For I sure. say there are men who the world knows, like Anthony Bourdain. Women throw themselves at him 
I mean, he can sleep on a pile of women every night if he wanted to, and he's still taking himself out. So it's, I believe there's, it's the programming that we receive from society and how we respond to that programming. What do you think his programming was? What I think, what I think happened with Anthony Bourdain was he probably just was locked in a certain thought, like a type of way of thinking that he couldn't get out of. Sometimes, like, you have all the money in the world, but if you get stuck in a place mentally, and this happens to people so often, it's hard to shake that. And I think that him having all the money and stuff, I think it kind of made him feel like this is all people think of me. I'm just this guy with money. I'm this guy who travels around. And my life is so perfect to everybody else, there's no way that they could connect with me and understand the problems and issues that I am truly dealing with, right? Do you think, but do you think if he was doing something fulfilling to himself, he would give a fuck what people thought of him? I think that I think that when when people have limit limit unlimited success, I believe they enter a certain cat, category of society, a certain place in society where no there there's no longer anyone on earth who can really connect with them. That's not that's not what I'm getting at though. I'm saying like if he's doing something fulfilling every day, he is damn near blocking out the rest of the world anyway. So it's like it's like it's like he's tunnel visioning. So he's doing something that's like if him hiking or something, every day he hiking, I can't I can't get up here. But every day I wake up, damn I made it halfway this time. Or I made it, I'm almost there. You know what I mean? I'm gonna mm -hmm. get it the next day. Now he's looking forward to something every day versus you're not even thinking about what's what other people thinking of you in your life. To, you're, to, you're totally right. And I agree yeah. with you because I kind of think that's why he got into jujitsu. I think jujitsu was that thing where he said, okay, this is something it's I can do for me. And it just gives me a sense of fulfillment and achievement, right? But I think he was so beholden to what he did for a living and the people who were like his fans. What did he, what did he do? He was a literally a traveler, travel. They, like, pay, they, they basically pay him to travel to go try foods in, in all over the world. That's so what he, I mean. Yeah, that's yeah. what I mean. I, I, at some point, okay, this is cool. You got to do something for him. He need a purpose. What, what, yeah, yeah, what yeah, am I doing? Okay, so he's doing that for other day. people. Yeah, no, yeah. but even now, I'm going here to eat. Y'all watch me eat. I'm doing this. Yeah, I'm, I'm doing that. Like, okay, yeah. I'm tired of this. But, now. but like, see, but I'm enjoy it because I know I might not go to these spots ever again. So let me enjoy it. It's a legit job. Um, I, so like you said, dude, jujitsu as a man, I feel like you got to have multiple layers of yourself. You can have a career. That was his career. That's right. basically yeah, yeah, what I'm saying. He, he, yeah. That's his career. His purpose. What does he like to do? What is his decompression time? What is his relaxation time? Me, I coach youth football. Right. Like we won Super Bowls. It's not just to win. It's the fact that you see young young kids that don't have a male role model and you tell them and you teach them something and they actually do it and you can see the spark and the glow in their eye like, oh, coach, you were right. You give them that sense of fulfillment and then me seeing them be excited gets me like, yeah. Right. So he, as a man, we all have to find our purpose. What makes you happy? And you still have to have that selfish moment of this is what I want to do. Outside of your career, outside of your family, you still got to have that me time of like, look, I got to do this. Whether it's gym, whether it's coaching, whether whatever Fresh. it is, Fresh. you got to have that purpose to make you Escape to have that happiness in your life. And See, this, this, this is why I love that quote. Uh, I love this quote. It's, they say, if you had the world, what would you strive for? You have everything. Actually, you have to have a purpose now. Because, mm -hmm. okay, I, I done bought every car. Yeah. I, 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 done, I done went everywhere in the world. I can what buy anything now? that I desire. But if you're incomplete on the inside, you're not living for nothing, you still feel that lost feeling. This is why I always go back to you need a, you need a purpose as a man. You have to have a reason. To feel like, okay, I'm needed. 
I, I deserve to be alive because a lot of a lot of men feel like they don't deserve to live. Yeah, you can go to therapy. You can go talk to some random motherfucker about your problems, but guess what? When you leave that session, the problems are still on your back. So if you don't have, like you say, I might just want to go hiking every day, or I might like to go to the gym every day. I like to coach uh, football every day. That gives you a purpose. You you have a purpose to the world because you got to realize the average guy's life is shit. He lives, has a shit, he has an average job, (laughs) average experience, making average money, has access to average or below average women, and that's his whole life is average or below average. That's the majority. So you got to be able to disconnect from that and have a purpose well, that brings well, you above that. Well, the guy who lives above average existence can still have that same feeling. And I love what he said because that's like when I started doing jujitsu, I quit my damn job to pursue my goals in jujitsu. Why? Because it gets to, you got to find something that you love doing so much that you'll do it even if it don't pay you, right? That's basically what he's saying. That's what I'm saying. I'm with you. I'm, that, this, he brought, uh, the Messiah, he brought up the most uh, great point right now because he sent it in a direction of a solution. The thing is, I didn't care about... I loved jujitsu so much. I didn't care about work anymore. Bro, I would go stand up eight hours. Look, I would go train in the morning at nine o'clock. Get... No, at 6 a.m. Go to work at eight. Get off at five. Go train at 6 p.m. all the way till 10 o'clock at night and be tired as hell and get up and do that every day, right? And then as soon as I got an opportunity... I said, ooh, I could keep put my pennies together. I could quit that job and just focus on this for a year. Even if it was just a year, it meant so much and gave me so so much fulfillment. I, I did that. And I promise you, if you look at the people who are doing this, barring mental ill, like straight up, like I'm hearing voices type stuff, because yeah. I lost a friend who just was hearing voices, okay? They were telling them to do stuff. But if you, if you look at the people doing stuff, you will see, like you said, they pretty much just lived a negative, uh, 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 a pointless existence. They had nothing. They didn't prioritize what made them feel good over what was what was expected of them, right? And and to me, that's the fastest way to you know be depressed, right? And and there's a saying by Les Brown. He's a there's a quote by Les Brown. He's a motivational speaker. He says the reasons don't matter, only the results. So you could say like I hear a lot of guys saying like when we. When I used to do jujitsu, one of the most hated excuses I would hear men make, oh, I'm having a new baby, so I have to quit jujitsu. And I would think in my mind, like, bro, so that's your excuse as to why you're going to stop doing something you love to do so and do something that really don't, what does a man really, what are you going to do? Stand over her shoulder while she take care <laughs> of the baby? Like, but you feel obligated to do that. And men, we do, we do that all the time. It's our nature to put other people's needs up above our own. You went deep with your kid. <laughs> <laughs> nah, but for real though, they be said, but it's in our nature to put other, other people's needs in front of our own. And I just think we just need to start doing more like internal housekeeping and being a little selfish when it comes to like, yes, I, I, I work here and honey, I'm taking care of the kids, but you know what? You're going to have to get a part-time job because I want to go work part-time now and take up yacht racing or something that I'm, makes me feel good. I'm not necessarily saying that. I'm, I'm saying basically what you're saying, but the whole point was, like like we said, when you find a purpose, your purpose is, when I say tunnel vision, it's because it's going to be basically no exceptions to certain things. Like, I'm not ruling this out for you because you're feeling this way today. You know what I mean? This is what I'm doing to get to where I want to be or wherever, to make me feel how I need to be fulfilled. You know what I mean? 
And when you got that purpose, you doing that. But when you don't, you just waking up and it's just like, you moving like a chicken with his head cut off. You going from here to here. You really just draining all your energy every day. Maybe more than you see even supposed to. But what about nothing. the people who do that and then they get to where they want to be and then they say, dang, it doesn't even feel like it's fulfilling because, nah, because I have nobody to no, share they, it with. They, they don't stop at that point. Your <laughs> journey is what's counting it. Then now once you get there, it's like, okay, you might get there. That's like a pair of shoes. You probably wanted these shoes before they came out. You went and got them, threw them on. I got them. I'll probably warm the school. It's over. Yeah, the thrill, the thrill of the shoes <laughs> the, is over. The thrill is gone. <laughs> yeah, the thrill is gone. <laughs> the next, you get the next one. Scott. What if but, you're a true bum and you don't nah. even go to school? But see, but see yeah. it, it goes back to what I said about men getting back to being men because I feel like a lot of this shit goes with this society turning men more feminine to where now you're seeing men start to respond to their feelings instead of instead of what they're supposed to do. So like you said, oh, I, I do jujitsu. I just had a baby. Okay, well, fuck. I don't, I don't feel like doing jujitsu anymore. I feel like I need to be home. It's like, fuck Or my you. wife is telling me she needs help with the baby. Or, or you, you you got guys like, you know, damn, I don't feel like going to the gym. I don't give, it don't matter how you feel. What do you need to do? Yeah. You know, as a man, what you need to do. Okay, now it's time to say, fuck your feelings. I don't give a fuck how I feel. I know I got to do this. And I need to do it regardless of how I feel. You I go to gym six days a week. You think I want to go? You know what I'm saying? You think I want to be at work 12 hours, 16 hours? No, I don't want to, but guess what? Yeah. I, I know that money make the world go round. But what do you think? If I want to provide for my family, I have to do it. What do you think the recipe for that is for yourself? Like, why do you think you able to get up and do that than there's people that's not? Like you say, somebody might be like, well, I'm going to get up at five in the morning tomorrow and I'm going to do this and that. They might do it for that day and then don't do it the next day. Versus like, you might have developed so long a disciplined mind to be in that point. And that's why I go back to like the mindset. But this is why I say mental health get a certain way because they can't control their minds. You know what I mean? You able to control your mind. You might think a thought and like a damn projector on the screen, man, I'm throwing that up out of there. Like, you know what I mean? And put something else in there. Yeah. Versus a motherfucker that's just, they they can't control that. They you like already, stuck. Yeah. Like you say, it's discipline yeah. though. But, but then it goes back to men feeling alone because as a man, you got a problem. You're not finna tell nobody. You're trying to figure that shit out. Yo, I don't give a fuck what nobody say. The homie say, hey, man, you you good? It don't matter if you good or not. Oh, yeah, I'm straight, dog. Don't worry about it. Your girl asks you, you good? You're not finna tell your girl your problems. She she fuck around crying in front of your girl six months later. You got an argument. Man, you just crying like a bitch. Shit, yeah, now yeah. your ego hurt forever. <laughs> Who so thinks like that? that? What the no, hell? It, Men I, think I get, like that, bro. Nah, I, I, I get what he's saying, <laughs> yeah. but even then, it's you, like, okay, if I talk about it, what? who cares? Right, that's how that's how majority of people gonna be anyway. It's like, so, oh yeah, that's cool. I could probably tell you something. I I might can give you a solution, but what what else is there after that? You I, wanna, I do, but no, I was gonna say I do. I do. Look, that's where real homies and real friends come through because, again, if it's a real somebody who I really fuck with, I, I will hear it out. Now, am I going to hear it to it? Do I want to hear it over and over again? And you're not trying to come up with a solution, or we try to come up and fix the problem? I'm not going to do that. But if you got a problem and we talk about it and we try to come up with a solution and you fail to follow the solution we trying to come up with together, then I'm over it from what your problem is. The purpose is find your purpose. If you, if you got a real friend, you got a brother, somebody you can talk to that really fuck with you. If we trying to vibe and we trying to come up with a solution and you choose not to follow it, then that's when it becomes a problem. Cause now it's like you nagging like a bitch. Yeah. You feel me? I don't want to hear that. I can hear my girl voice. If you know, again, women that I know right? what you're saying. Did you but, try to go do what we talked about? Did, yeah, exactly. Yeah, now, yeah, if now yeah. accountability as a man, because we have not said that word. You as a man, if you're not being accountable of your actions of what you're trying to do to change for the better, and we're trying to come, you got a problem and you like, hey, show, I'm having this and that and this and that. And I'm like, well, look, Dance, have you tried this? Have you tried that? Have you tried this? You're like, nah. 
and then you go try to do it and you fail, then we can come back and talk about it again. But if you didn't put none of those actions that I tried to suggest to you, and you still complain about the same problem, not like that, bro. I ain't gonna want to hear that yeah, shit. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not gonna feel let, sorry for you. Let me yeah. let me just point out one thing that you know I think points to the fact that the thing you were talking about, like back in the day, you don't have as many people who are doing this now. The numbers are higher. Has anyone noticed that with the rise of like the like this like um, this image of achievement? through rugged individualism um do you the mental health is like suffering more right because now people think they got to do everything on their own right people are not like cohesive groups anymore that work together to achieve a, a common goal it's more now like you gonna have your own you gonna have your own you gonna have your own i'm gonna have my own That's especially deep. in our I community i can see that though i can see that especially in our community that but, runs but deep, do you realize that back in the day some people were given their purpose by other men, right? If I'm the king and I knight you, I just gave you a purpose. Yeah. Now your purpose is to be one of my knights and go to war with me and help me take over the world, right? But we so far ahead of time to where you you could you could figure out your own purpose. They was in war in war ready mode <laughs> no, all no, the time. No, like, people still do <laughs> I that. Build you for people war. still do yeah. that. What is joining the army? Man, I'm, I wasn't doing nothing. I didn't shit, have no purpose. Yeah, no, but listen to what I'm telling. Listen to what I'm saying. That's why men join the army. I have no idea of what to do with yeah, myself. Yeah, they got no purpose, no direction, no nothing. I go here no to nothing. get purpose. Now I could stay in for twenty years or thirty years, no, or I could do four years and say, okay, now I got a good idea of what I want to do outside of this push-ups and this bullshit that I'm doing. And now you 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 find a purpose, and that purpose lies outside of the military. We have made that taboo with ego. I don't need no other man telling me what to do. I don't know. Dude, listen, when a rapper get on, right? Y'all had your friends who rappers up in here recently. When a rapper get on, he got five dudes at least who their purpose is now just to follow him around and be like his personal bodyguard, his homie, still his friends and stuff. But you might look at, now we'll criticize those people. All you do is follow this person around. What's wrong with that? Ain't that what Jesus was doing? I'm not he had 12, yeah, it 12 people it, it following. Depends, but but as, that, as, that was, as that role has been erased, and as our egos have like grown, where we don't want to follow another man, notice the rise in suicide, the okay, rise but, in but this. But if that money, now, now say if you say they was following him around, and they'd be like, well, they make $20,000 a week. Is you think the same people going to still criticize him? No, I don't believe it's about the money. I believe if we if we homies and a homie win, put me in a position where I don't necessarily have to surpass you, but put me in a position where wherever I'm good at, make me succeed. So if the homie is a bodyguard, make him get in shape. Let him start his own bodyguard yeah, company. You get yeah. what I'm saying? If the homie want to be my hype man, hey, bro, learn how to produce. Learn how to do shit behind the, the scenes. My, my thing is this. Our purpose is to help one another out, to build this village. As black men... I'm, I'm, I feel like I'm a great team player because if I know the knowledge, I'm gonna pass it down to my brothers either way, even if it's little or big. But I want to pass because knowledge is useless if I'm sitting on it. So let's pass the knowledge so we all can eat better ourselves because there's so much money out there. You being a millionaire, I'm a millionaire, you a millionaire, all us millionaires, it's still not gonna stop our money because we all getting it. Yeah. But, but people, people want to be that nigga just because they want that title as I'm that nigga and I put him on. They want to have that. Yeah, I'm the reason why that. Fuck all that, bro. It, okay, so going, hold on, hold on. So, so going, so going back to solutions, I feel like we all basically said it, but we just worded it differently mm -hmm. as far as finding a purpose. Yeah. Everybody worded it differently, yeah. but the root of it find was purpose. find a purpose. And 
nobody really touched on it except the Messiah. I agree with him as far as the money go. As a man, we just we in a world where money makes the world go around. I don't give a fuck what your personal beliefs is. That ain't gonna stop. Mm-hmm. Money makes the world go around. I mean, I just read the stat here in um in high income countries, men have the the highest suicide rate. That goes back to the pressure of society of becoming a high earner. So you got men that no matter what they're doing, they're not reaching what society is telling them or what they personally feel like their family should deserve or their woman should deserve. They can't reach those heights. They'd rather take themselves out. World so breaking them down. Why are you trying to build it exactly, up? Exactly. They're trying to build themselves up, but the world breaking them down. But you and, you have men who are rich who are killing themselves all yeah, the but, time. Yeah, but those are rare because I don't like to use them examples because they got something else going on. But if we take a if we take 100 men from poverty right now from Long Beach, California, make... Hundred and rich. How many finna kill themselves? Slim to none. That's, That's rare. And yeah. and the, them be the silver spoon fed one. This is why I said men got to get back to no, get it. And men. they don't be having no purpose. No, that's they what I mean. Up blowing money. But I was about to say men got a struggle. With PPP though. No, but I'm saying men got a struggle, bro. Because a man who got everything and never struggled, the second he reached any type of struggle, I mean, look at this, look at uh, the stock market. You got them dudes that you know they might have grew up well privileged. Or whatever the case, they grew up silver spoon fed. The second the stock market went down, what they did went home, Jump killed out, their family, yeah. jumped out the fucking window. They never struggled. They never had anything. Look, look, look at the black. We live our whole life struggling. And that's another thing too, though. When we go to um, the mental thing, because I feel like when I be going through things, I keep like a, a mental deck in my mind. Not necessarily saying it's always good for everybody, but. I'd have been through a lot of things to where it's like, okay, I can go dig back to where I suffered more than where I'm suffering now. Yeah. And I didn't suffer through that and made it through that. So it's like, okay. You can overcome Then I'll talk on myself. Yeah. Get about shake that shit. What did you want? You've been through way worse than this, nigga. Yeah. You've been through way worse than this. This is peanuts to an elephant compared to that. So it's like that type of mindset. But keeping that woke in your mind every day is probably harder. Or a lot of people can't do that. Like you said, they ain't suffering. They ain't been through nothing. So when something hit them, they just think the world is over. Like. Well, so, all right. So once you overcome your problems and then we find our purpose, now we touching on money. Most of us don't even talk about money. We don't even know about financial literacy. Us as black people, we will laugh at a nigga taking, going to school. We will celebrate a nigga coming home for prison harder than we would celebrate somebody getting a degree on finances. So when we start talking about Let's get money. All right, so if we were to have money. What are we doing for that money for work for for it to, for it to work for us? We want to spend it. We want to look like the rappers have all the chain, the cars, and the houses. And after that, what are we doing with it? Are we putting it back in the community? Are we trying to build businesses? Are we trying to put other people on? Are we trying to at least teach other people how to make money? We're not doing none of this that. This is now, facts. I- that goes back to what he was saying, though. Like, we don't come together for nothing. It's not like one day or we wake up like, damn, like, oh, I had this idea. Let me highlight Wooty Whoop and Wooty Whoop, see if y'all want to put something together. Like, Niggas ain't coming to do that. Nigga might be trying to put his shit together like, damn, hey, fool, you know, I just put this little uh, business together or whatever the case is. My shit low keep booming. And they might tell you like how they did what they did, but it's never people coming together like, hey, for these amount of months, let's say this X amount of money and let's start doing this and doing this, this and this. And we all get a percentage of that and turn that into something else. And what you're you're saying is, and this is what this boils down to, and and I'm telling you, this is the issue. This is the overarching issue of everything. We don't understand that when you're the big dog, your job is to give other people a purpose, right? More people are sitting at home in the projects, not doing shit all day, 
than there are people up working and making shit happen in the black community. Yeah. Why? Because they don't have a purpose. Why? Because no one's giving them a purpose. Look at that dude Cowboy from Nipsey Hussle's friend, right? What was that guy doing before Nipsey Hussle got famous? I have no clue, but I believe that when Nipsey Hussle got famous, that guy like became like a business owner. He worked, I mean, they were like working together, doing things together, whatever. I could be wrong. I don't know the details. But one thing I noticed about guys like Nipsey Hussle, they took people who aren't doing anything and they gave them a purpose, right? What do you consider like a purpose? Is, what, it, is it a limit on a purpose or is it like, what, 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 what do you consider a purpose? A purpose is basically an opportunity, right? Yeah. You yeah. can, look, you, not, you don't really have direction, but I can point you in a direction where if you keep going in that direction, you can achieve as much as you want to, right? It's like, a, look at the movie Tombstone. Um, What's Wyatt Earp and Doc Right. Wyatt Earp and Doc Holliday. Doc Holliday was a damn drunk gambler with tuberculosis <laughs> who wasn't doing with shit with his life. He was, he was a joint. But guess what? But what did Wyatt Earp give him? He was like, shit, I'm whatever. I don't got I'm on now my this, last. That, that was already his boy. He was like, I got you. And you but know he I got wasn't you. doing shit yeah. with his life. So he was like, look, I'm gonna basically my job is to watch your back. That was his purpose. Other than that, he was just a dude drinking himself to death who was going to die eventually anyway. Yeah, he became protecting the neighborhood. Yeah, like yeah, but speaking on what you're speaking on, I think we need it also ties back into the community. Like you said, okay, we get this money, what are we doing? Uh, 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 or like you say, um, the big dog, he got to... He got to give out purpose. All that is community based, but but in our community, like you say, we got this ego to where everybody want to. They want to be self made. They want that self made story. We we fell into the Scarface shit. We fell into the music shit. I'm self made. Self made, bro. No one is self made. Ain't no such thing. We no. we're fucking humans. You're not getting nowhere without the help of another human, directly or indirectly. Yeah. So. All that whole self-made shit. Yeah, it sound cool. It sound good on the record. But in reality, you need a team. This is why. Back to the statistics, you got 15% of men saying, I don't have no fucking team. I don't even got nobody I could talk to and say I had a bad day. Bang, I'd rather get up out of here. So we got to go back to building a community. community. You feel me? Finding our purpose, financial literacy. Let's get some money because you ain't getting, I don't give a fuck if you got a purpose, you ain't got no money. What is the purpose? Well, I'm going to say- You know what I'm saying? Your purpose without money ain't shit. That's why I was getting that people confuse purpose like with a lifelong thing is what I was getting at. That's the only reason I asked you that. Mm -hmm. Because like you said, for my moment, I might be your bodyguard. This might be my purpose for the year until I'm already elevating to something else. Now, this is my purpose for however long I'm in this lane. You know what I mean? Versus you keep doing things as you keep catching goals that you're chasing. But But also too, you got to strike that- Iron wire is hot, like you just said. If your man is putting you in a position to be his bodyguard, at that point, you got to think bigger now. Okay, I'm his bodyguard. Now I can use that as a resume. I protected so-and-so, so-and-so. Now, let me start trying to get cats up under me so we can start protecting other things. Like, you got to think bigger. Not Take fair. off the blinders. Let's think bigger. Let's think big. Why, why put a limit on our imagination? You get what I'm saying? Let's think big. Why not? Why not you? Like, this podcast didn't stop right here with y'all. Y'all seen somebody do it, and it's like, man, I can do it better with the nuance if I do this and that, because, you know what I'm saying? Y'all get down. Don't limit yourself. And I feel like, as a man, you should never limit yourself, no matter what everybody doing. Yeah, we running a long time. Um, As we wrapping this up, uh, let me say rest in peace to everybody who came from suicide, even though I have my views on it. I feel like it's the weak way out, but I I ain't been in their shoes, so who am I to judge? But- I feel like as a man, get on your purpose out here, man. Get on yep. your purpose. Get out here. Get, get some money, man. 
Get get some resources, get some power, provide for your people, provide for your family. And I promise you, you ain't going to have them thoughts. But all this free time, playing video games all day, smoking weed on the block all day, social media all day, all that shit's taking your mind, man. You got to find a fucking purpose to live for and and go for it. Set goals. Set three-year goals, three-month goals, five-year goals. Get in the gym, you feel me? Uh, Take up a a martial art. Learn to become dangerous. Because as a man, if you're not dangerous, you damn near worthless, bro. Real talk. Men are supposed to be dangerous. So get a purpose, get a network, give back to your community, become dangerous. The viral way.